What is going on, friends? I'm so thankful that you are joining us as we come to really the beginning of the conclusion of 1 Timothy. We find ourselves today in chapter 6, and I'm only reading two verses, but I think if we're not careful, we can get these verses confused, and we can think, man, is God condoning slavery? And so it is going to be action-packed, even though it's only two verses. And for those who I do not know, my name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And if this is your first time, welcome. If this is your hundredth time, welcome. I'm so glad that you are joining us as we continue to journey through the book of First Timothy. A couple of reminders as we navigate. Uh, if you're, what you're reading does not go along with what I'm reading, it's probably because we're reading different translations. I'm going to be reading out of the CSB this morning. And so that's probably why it's not reading the same. Secondly is we're going to read this together. I'm going to get some insight, uh, hopefully peel back some layers and hopefully give us some applicable steps that we can take today in light of what we have read. Because if we don't do anything with what we read, then what's the point? God's word is meant for application, not just digestion. And so we're going to digest and we're going to apply. And so let's begin reading 1 Timothy chapter 6. Beginning in verse number one, all who are under the yoke as slaves should regard their own masters as worthy of all respect so that God's name and his teaching will not be blasphemed. Let those who have believing masters not be disrespectful to them because they are brothers, but serve them even better since those who benefit from their service are believers and dearly loved. All right, let's go ahead and introduce the elephant in the room when you first read this, you're going, wait, is Paul, is God condoning slavery? And our point of reference for most of us is slavery as we have seen in the United States of America, where there were people who were kidnapped, who were sold, who was treated as property and not as human and image bearers. And so when we put that frame and that lens over this, we're going, whoa, 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 I'm a little confused. That doesn't feel like the heart of God. That doesn't feel like that's in step with what God is saying. And the reason you feel that tension, because it is not. When Paul is talking about slaves, his view of this is more of an indentured servant. Think in our day as an employee, as someone who is working under a leader or an employer who is doing their job to the glory of God. And so when you look at it that lens, you can understand that God is no way and no how condoning slavery that we're familiar with in this country. What Paul is saying, he is saying as indentured servants. And for really the context for us today is even as employees and employers, here is the means and here is the way that we need to navigate. I want you to hear me and hear me very clearly. God is not condoning slavery. This is not what is going on at all. But we have to always remember that we have to understand the context of what was going on then so we can best understand it now. Let me say that again. We have to understand the context of what was going on then so we can best understand it now. And what was going on then and what Paul is speaking to is indentured servants, is people who were under these employers or under these quote unquote masters to do the work, but they were still a free people, but they were working for them. And maybe some of them were working because they owed a debt. Maybe some of them were working um, because it was their means and the way they would provide for their family. But it is not slavery as we know in the United States. And so with that in mind, in that context, 
text in mind, I want you to think about what Paul is saying. All who are under the yoke as slaves should regard their own masters as worthy of all respect so that God's name and his teaching will not be blasphemed. So for all of us who work somewhere, and I would say that's the majority of us, even if you work at home, really, you have to remember that you are on the authority of God, that you are called to reflect him in everything you do. So hear me. We are all going to come in contact with people who maybe not know the Lord, who do know the Lord, but we will display the goodness of God and the essence of God and the character of God through the way we work in our employees. I want you to hear me again, because we're working to the glory of God, not to the glory of man. So everything we do is to represent and reflect the king. And so really for some of us we go, but you don't know my boss at work. You don't know my employer at work. Nick, you don't know how they treat me. You don't know all the things, but here's what I want you to understand is maybe just maybe, God has placed you where he has placed you for such a time as this so that that employer could see the goodness of God, the essence of God and the character of God through the way you live and work and hear me. Also, we get an opportunity to really display the excellence of God as well. We get to work as working unto the father because we ultimately are. We are ultimately always working for the glory of God. And so through the way you work, through the way you are excellent, through the way you are respectful, through the way you're not gossiping, through the way you're not talking about people behind their back is displaying the glory of God. And again, it is never based on the person you work for. Your grace and your mercy that you are displaying to them has, is only solely based on the goodness and the mercy and the grace that our Heavenly Father has given and displayed to us. Is that hard? Yes, sometimes it's harder than other times, but it is the invitation that God has given us. Verse two, let those who have believed in masters not be disrespectful to them because they are brothers, but serve them even better since those who benefit from their service are believers and dearly loved. For those of us who are in leadership position, who are employers, we have to remember that we represent the king in the way that we treat those employees. Hear me, employees are not lesser than. They are image bearers. Just because we have a role of leadership or the employer doesn't mean that we get to treat people any way that we want to treat them. We treat them as we have been treated by Christ. And I'm thinking in other contexts. So if you're a student listening, you treat your parents, you might be going, man, Nick, you don't know my parents. You don't know how that remember that ultimately you are displaying the goodness of God and you're under the authority of God. So those who have been placed above you, really, we get the opportunity to give off the aroma of the kingdom of God through the way we love them in spite of themselves. And you could really imply this to any supervisor, supervisee positions that you can think of. Remember, we are working for the glory, for the glory and in response to what God has done. And we get to display his kingdom and we get to display his goodness through the way we treat each other. Hear me, I, I, I know it is hard. I know there are people who may not know the Lord who treat us as if they are above us, who treat us as if they are better than us. But listen, remember that God has invited you to the table and you're not working for the approval of man, but you're working from the approval of God. And we get to display his goodness, his majesty, his glory through the way we work, through the way we are excellent through the way we are loving, through the way we are kind, through the way we're merciful, through the way we're graceful, through the way that we're honest, we all get to display the goodness of God through this. So today, 
as we go off to our places of work, as we navigate what God has entrusted to us, may we remember that we are ultimately working for the glory of God, that we have been called and sent to love people well in spite of themselves because we don't base our love for others off the way they love us. We base the, the way we love others off the way God has loved us and he has loved us well. So may you love well today. May you remember whose glory you're actually reflecting and may you do that well. I'm praying for you today as you journey through this these difficult ups and downs that you might experience today. But remember that your king is before you, your king is with you, and your king has your back. And may we respond with our worship by surrendering our lives. Lord, may we offer ourselves as living sacrifices because you are worthy. No, we are for you. No, we love you. And we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Y'all be blessed, and we will be back with you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.